Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. Board. Midwestern Shooter Supplies with Tom, Dan, and John just hanging around with uh, Greg on the board. What uh, memories on today? Yeah, there's no music or background music. <laughs> yeah, there was. You oh. couldn't hear it? No. <laughs> memory's good because he t- stole my pen and he wrote all that down. Yeah. <laughs> It was a great week for everybody. Was it? Yeah. Why? Well, nice, sunny. Oh, nice, beautiful weather. Yeah. My wife fell and broke her arm in two places. I did not know this. When did this happen? Just after you left. And Tom? It wasn't my fault. (laughs) Tom, you will never guess how she did it. Oh, my. Oh, poor Loey. You'll never guess what. What happened? Tell her, John. She tripped over her vacuum cleaner. <laughs> now, if you she know how much she vacuumed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you know the yeah. the the whirlwind that is Hurricane Lowy, <laughs> I know when it comes to cleaning, she is a and whirlwind. So I came walking in. I had half a jig going, and I walked into the building, and she goes, "Dan, I saw her in a sling." As I went to the laundry room, I said, "What happened?" She goes, "Dan, I broke my arm." I said, "Oh no, what happened?" She goes. I tripped over the vacuum cleaner, and I couldn't. I felt bad. I started chuckling. <laughs> I couldn't laugh. I started chuckling. She tripped over the vacuum cleaner. Oh no! Well, I've tripped over the vacuum cleaner cord. Well, you weren't using the vacuum. Well, yeah, cleaner. I was. You were yeah. vac. You were actually oh, doing something. You'd be surprised what I do at home. I guess you are. He's he kind of a kiss ass with his wife. I think. Was, you know, she works hard, and I don't. Jeez. And <laughs> so he drives her drives her everywhere. That's, yeah, has to I, check with her first before he goes fishing yeah, or hunting. I, I do a lot of stuff happy at home. Li- wife is a happy life. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of stuff at you home. You know who I so check poor. with before I go hunting or fishing? <laughs> I don't know. Me, myself, and I. Yeah, I know. Dan, would you like to go fishing tomorrow? Why, yes, that's fine, Dan. Well, go ahead and go fishing. And that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, and, I like it. Well, actually, I don't check with her if I want to go hunting or fishing. I just tell her 
that I'm going to go. And then she wants to know where am I going, when will I be back, stuff like that, you know. So it's not like I'm asking, you know. I just tell her. I remember one time I told her we were arguing about something, and I we were sitting at the kitchen table, and I lifted my foot up, and I said, and I'm pointing at my foot saying, don't make me put this down. <laughs> And she says, yeah. so what? Or yeah. what? Or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mr. Tough oh, Guy. Oh, yeah. Mr. Tough Guy. Um, you know, I, I, I am sure our audience has been lessened by a few hundred thousand people this morning because it is the opening of gun deer hunt season, and... Uh, a lot of our listeners do go gun deer hunting. Well, they're listening right now as they're driving yeah. in the car. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I don't know. I, I think, think they're out in the woods by now. Someone, give us a call and tell us where you're at and you're on your way. Yeah, yeah. I bet someone's listening right now on their way to the oh. deer stand. And that's very well, driving up. <laughs> driving up, maybe, yeah. Yeah, but, driving up. Yeah. But they're anyway. trying to go as slow as possible because they really, really don't want to be in a deer stand when well, it's like know, this right this is now. Beautiful weather for it, temperature-wise, but that wind, oh, that's just miserable. And the first snowflakes of the season today, first snowflakes. Well, I, uh, I took a beating because I put up this deer stand. It took me like a month of trying to take it out into the woods, up this huge ridge, and put together this tripod stand. You were having trouble with that last week. Yeah, I was having trouble with it. And I was supposed to be getting all kinds of help, but, you know, I got a little <laughs> bit of help from from my buddy Scott. Not a lot. He was busy out hunting and a little bit of help from my brother Tim, but not a lot. So there I was alone on top of a mountain building this thing. <laughs> and finally he came up and we helped put it up. And, and uh, it's got this cover. So it's 16 feet tripod stand. You're supposed to anchor the the legs down. So I had to dig a couple of holes, Tom, because yeah. it was on a ridge. Yeah. So to balance it sure. off, I had to dig a couple of holes to put a couple of legs in. And the cross be- the X bars, the cross the, the cross beams or not beams, but well, metal things be yeah. that you're supposed to bolt between the three tripod legs to stabilize it did not match the holes. And I tried calling the company, and they're out of business. So I think they they just <laughs> that's threw, why they're out of business. They couldn't match those damn holes up. Over in Taiwan, <laughs> when they were throwing it together, they threw in the, the cross beams for the fourteen footer and the sixteen foot box. So I had uh, to bend stuff and make. I had to bolt things where they weren't supposed to be bolted. So I do have some five out of the six cross beams I got on. Five out of the six. None of them where they're supposed to be, but they're on there. So I go. Cli- <laughs> oh, I go. I go climbing the stand. And Scott starts laughing. He goes, "What do you think?" I said, "I think I'm going to die." I said, but I thought, you know, it's not a bad way to go. Actually, falling out of your tree stand. Like I've said before, I don't want to go in a nursing home when I'm bat no. bat crap crazy. No. Uh, all by myself, you know, that's, that's my future. Right. So I'm going to just live life as risky as possible. Not that I have a death, not that it's going to be suicide. It's just going to be living life on the yeah, edge. Not that you have a death wish. Not that but... I have a death wish. No. But you just... don't have a death fear. Right. Now that's the way we should live life. Not having a death fear. Because when your time comes, it comes, period. If yeah. the if the good Lord wants to take That's me out right. of a cheap 16-foot built-in Taiwan broken <laughs> tripod sniper tree yeah. stand, he can take me. You know, I, I can't tell you the number of times I've been fishing when it's been lightning out. 
And you ought to put the graphite rods down when there's lightning around. Yeah. I just keep on fishing. I figure, hey, if, if my time's here, it's here. If not, hopefully I'll catch a fish. But you know what's funny? I can't ever remember actually catching a fish when it was like a big downpour with lightning in that. I don't ever remember actually catching a fish during that actual situation, which doesn't last long. Really. So it's all a big hornswoggle that the fish are biting <laughs> like crazy when that weather's bad. Well, get the yeah. hell out of there. Well, I, I mean, I've caught fish in like light rains. Yeah. You know, but not in these heavy thunderstorms with lightning and all that. No. I, I don't ever remember it. Let's put it that well, way. Well, here's my other fear about the stand. Uh, you got to put this, cost me another 60 bucks for the made in Taiwan cover that goes over the full enclosure. And they give you these cheap little, like, shoestrings to tie it onto mm-hmm. the frame. Yeah. And they weren't even long enough to wrap around where I had to oh, tie. Oh, jeez. So then I thought, man, any kind of wind comes up, it's just going to rip this thing right off. So I wrapped it up with duct tape and oh, all kinds of that's stuff. Good. Duct tape is great for a lot of things. I sure hope it. But but I thought, well, as long as there's not a big wind, I'll be okay. Uh-oh. And what do you well, got? Get to, what did we get? 50 mile an hour big wind. <laughs> I don't even know if the, the thing will be standing up oh. there. The whole tripod could be down. Yeah. The, the cover could be ripped off. So three hundred dollars oh. and four weekends of project work are going to be down the drain. Did it in? Oh, I'll just go sit in a truck and jump out when a deer comes out, like I used to. Uh, on your tree stand, do you have uh, a harness for yourself? Hey, I'll know. I don't know. <laughs> you, know, I don't know. you weren't listening to Kyle don't, Drake when he was in. No, I don't need no stinking harness. <laughs> oh, that goes along with my anti-death fear. <laughs> Oh goodness! Oh. Yeah, I uh, well, see, this is a tripod one with a seat where you sit enclosed, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh you're okay, good. you're good. Okay, there. that's nice. Okay, I won't tell you about how I climbed. <laughs> Did I told I told you last weekend about rib breaker, the one stand that that I shouldn't have climbed. Well, I went back in it last week Sunday night. I finished the stand, and it was such a beautiful day. And Scott had seen uh, seven bucks running that mm-hmm. morning. He could have plugged a couple smaller ones with his crossbow. I thought, well, the deer are moving. It's beautiful. Why not just go sit out? And it's, you know, I'll still get home by 9 or 10 in, in Milwaukee. So I, I went out for the, like 3 o'clock. I got out, sat in this rib, rib breaker stand. And Scott says, now make sure you bring a safety harness and make sure you, br- you know, bring your rope to haul your mm-hmm. bow. And he's giving me all these safety tips, mm-hmm. all of which I ignored. I climbed that stand like a little monkey in the zoo, and I thought, I'm just like a 12-year-old kid, nimble as I can be up there. And and so I got up in a stand. Sure enough, uh, 4.15, here comes the nice eight-point. Comes right out into the open, plowed, you know, Mm -hmm. cut corn. And uh, I gave kind of a little bat, and it stopped, and it turned towards me. So now I got the pin right on it, and I'm like, God dang it. So I, I, I... I couldn't hold hold the bow forever. I just slowly let down. He started walking. I went back. He turned and looked at me again. Wrong angle. <laughs> then he turns and starts walking. And now he's getting further away, which I, I didn't mentally calculate into the whole thing. And I give my little noise again. He turns. Now it's perfect. And when I shot, I shot right under him because my bows, I don't have the most powerful bow in the world. Mm-hmm. It's only 55 pounds. I just bought a basic compound a couple of years ago. I, I don't... I, don't really need care to get a thousand dollar deluxe 400 feet per second, which I may be buying someday. But so anyway, I shot right under it. I should have realized that it was out past 30 yards, oh, and man. mine is dead on at 20. 
Mm-hmm. So I should have been aiming at his back or something. Mm-hmm. But I shot right under it. Went running off. Nice eight point. Not a monster. Oh. It'd still be a shooter with the rifle, though. Sure. Yeah. It's nice yeah. seeing it. It was fun seeing it. So <clears throat> I climbed down and went home. <laughs> I went and picked up my arrow out of the field and went home. Said, oh, that was uh, fun. Got to throw an arrow at one. At uh, After the 7 o'clock break, I, I have an, a story to tell you about my son, Nick, from Arizona. He was up bow hunting with his father-in-law and brothers-in-law. And uh, I'm going to wait until after the 7 o'clock break to tell you. It was something, he did something that I have never heard of before, and you might not have either. Although you've heard a lot of stuff and done a lot of stuff, you might not ever have heard of this, and I think our listeners will be interested in it, that I I don't think they've ever heard of this before. You don't think so? I don't think so. This is the first time I've ever heard of this that happened to somebody while they were out bow hunting. But that's going to come up right after the 7 o'clock break. I'll wait till then to tell you. You said 7.15 no, break. No, the 7 o'clock break. 7 o'clock. See, we're yeah. at the 6.15 now. 8 no, o'clock. We're in France. We'll I just we're in France, it'd be yeah. 5 o'clock, yeah. but we're in America, yeah. so no, in I just Russia, want, on the other hand. I just want to drive John nuts because he loves those teases. <laughs> Hey, we got to go to a quick break. Uh, you're listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with John, Don, Todd, John, Dan, and Tom. My pen. You can write it down like John. Yeah, I know. <laughs> with John, Dan, and Tom and Greg on the boards, we'll be right back in just a few mis- uh, minutes. Uh, we are presented by Interstate Heating right out here in uh, Sussex. Well, not here, but well, there. Time to get the heating going, I'll tell you. <laughs> you needed a little bit of furnace action last night. Need it today. Yeah, today. All right, we'll be right back in just a few minutes, folks. Stay tuned for more. Western Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating and Cooling. I'm Dan, Tom, John, happy opening, and Greg, happy opening day to deer season. Uh, this is like one of the most greatest days in the world for Wisconsinites. Yeah. For a lot of guys. And gals. This, and gals. Screw the gals, we don't care about no. But um, <laughs> All right. For a lot of people, okay, yeah, we want the gals out there to keep them happy. Um, yeah, a lot of gals, a lot of kids out there doing the big deer hunt. This, this is it. Yeah, this is Christmas. What in is November? It? What is it like? Six hundred thousand hunters out in the so, woods. It's this always week? been around six hundred to seven hundred thousand. They say the sport is dying, but I don't quite see it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I see a lot more. I, I mean, I've heard of a lot more youths. Going out deer hunting, I, I hear about Utes, Y-U-T-S, from that one movie. When yeah. we <laughs> it's U-T-E-S. Yeah, yeah. That, y- Utes. Well, okay. Utes? Yeah, okay, you can yeah. say Utes, yeah. And if they don't talk, they're mute Utes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, 
the youths and the women. You know, over at Sherpers, we see a lot of people. I see a lot of people youths? coming in for license, deer license, hunting licenses. And from what I'm told, like during the week and that, uh, from the people that are up at the front register doing the licenses, they see a, a lot more kids with their parents getting licenses. Well, they've now set it up where the mentor thing can go down. Mm-hmm. So that's, they're trying to get the kids involved mm-hmm. and, uh, rather than make the kids wait and suffer till they're 12 to hunt like I had to go through now, you know, they, they got, can go at a younger age. So mm-hmm. I really, uh, you know, today with this wind and cold, I'll tell you, I'm getting soft. I would not want to be sitting in that tree stand that I put up, which is probably blown down now anyway. I would not want to be sitting there right now in the wind, howling wind and stuff. I, I might drive up today and I might just say, screw it, go check into the motel and, you know. Turn on a football game. You know, yeah, head yeah. to the all-you-can-eat Chinese joint down the down the way and, and just chill out and hang out in the big, exciting town of Sparta, Wisconsin and wait to go hunting the next day at my leisure. You know, uh, when I first started deer hunting, tree stands were illegal. Yeah, any ele- yeah. you could use a natural elevation. Yeah, natural. So, like, if you could... Uh, Shimmy up a tree and sit on a branch like somewhere. a little monkey, <laughs> yeah. but like I, a big dirt pile, like a I, big dirt mound in a field yeah. or something. You could climb up on mm-hmm. that. But I remember going on. They, they were, were encouraging people yeah. to kill themselves. Yeah, there were. A now couple, they want you to wear a harness <laughs> in a tree stand. Yeah. What the hell? There were a couple of instances where we were out, my brothers and I, and we had wind like this, and and, and all I cared about was getting on, getting finding a big tree and getting on the leeward side of it so that the wind wouldn't blow through me you know and just kind of hunker down sit down and hunker down and wrap my clothes around me you know and sit there and freeze look at the clock and and yeah well look hope, at the clock hope just dad would soon come and take yeah. you away from this hell on earth i i, I fell asleep one time i, <laughs> I mean lord only knows how many deer might have walked past me i don't i have no clue i know? will <laughs> say that i've never been able to actually sleep in the stand no most I, uh, of my friends have admitted to dozing for, to- but I'm not able to do it. I did almost doze off trolling one time, <laughs> trolling hypnosis on the lake. <laughs> Opened my eyes just in time to see the pontoon boat by the pier. <laughs> Holy jeez! <laughs> oh man! Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> Got to have a little warning buzzer on your. Yeah. Oh. Well, I get you know the people who love ice fishing though. It's not that far away. You know, not that far away. Oh. But they're talking about but they're talking about temperatures like next week being in the low and mid forties. So, you know, at least down here. Up north, of course, it'll be a little chillier. Yeah, I don't but, know. But uh you know, ice fishing ain't far away and seems like a million miles away to me. I yeah. I think if I were to seriously seriously get into the ice fishing, I would buy like I was talking about that Frable jacket. That, uh, oh, that uh, floats and all that? It floats. Yeah. It's got the ice picks and stuff. Uh, they got a bib and a jacket. You know what? I might just go make an investment and buy that. And uh, Wait a second. Wait a second. That's what? if you get into ice fishing in. Wait, what wait are you second. talking about? What am I thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking? No, I was just thinking that I don't want to go in a nursing home 30 years from now drooling and crazy. So I was going to live life to on the edge. So if I have that flotation suit out on the ice fishing that's contra- gonna make you live longer that's yeah gonna, contrary to my uh my uh your thought process thought process yeah. of it wouldn't be a bad way to go 
But I don't know. Somehow, maybe falling out of the tree in a quick break of the neck sounds better than I don't swimming in that cold well, water. Well, you're a little morbid this morning. Yeah, holy <laughs> yeah, cow. Yeah, he's a little morbid this I morning. Know. As the guy gets older, you start thinking about these things, guys. You got to start thinking about life. Oh, goodness me. Too, too late for me. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's look at the bright side. Well, there's no bright side I, I, in this world. No, well, today, today, there's not, except for the people out in the woods. I mean, it's a miserable day. But, uh, you know, people who are would have been fishing today are at least getting to sleep a little bit longer because I, I don't think there's a lot of people going out on Pewaukee Lake or the area lakes today. Well, the reports that I've heard is there's guys out there after them, but I haven't heard that it's been great. And that's the, the fall fishing can be feast or you famine. Know, you know, we're not hearing all the reports because let's face it, not everybody comes in. I was talking to a guy the other day, and he hired one of the guides out at Pewaukee Lake, and he didn't say the name. Or no, I told, I take it back. He told me that a friend of his who works at the same place hired a guide out there, mm-hmm. and uh, they caught. Oh, what did he say? Five five muskies they caught, all on suckers, of course. Yeah. And then I asked him, was he sitting in one spot or are they actually moving? And he says, why do you say that? I mean, I don't know why. And I said, because there's guys out there who will park on a spot. That's what they do. And they launch yeah. about six suckers out. Six suckers all out, around, all on the it. bottom and just wait. Yeah. And uh, and he says, I'll have to ask him. And I said, yeah, you ask him. See if he was sitting on one spot. Oh, I'm guaranteed. Yeah, probably. Probably yeah, there's, that's a good way to get a bunch. I mean, of them, there's so. there, there's there's a number of different ways. Let's face it, all the muskies don't do all the same thing. You know, they're all but not get in the same on, area. But there's definite feeding windows, and oh if you yeah, can sit on a good spot and and wait, like waiting on the deer stand. And yeah, if you got a good boat with a nice, you know, big screen, satellite mm-hmm. TV, and stuff, and you can <laughs> kick back, put your feet well, up, and let the suckers do the work yeah. for you. Some you know, guy gets bored, he can always jig a bondy bait, I mm-hmm. suppose. Yeah, you know, and and you know, we think that the suckers are going to be in some of those uh, deeper water hunt, ha- haunts or off the weed lines, you know, and down deeper and whatever. And then Mark Sankey sends us a video of the muskie that's right under his dock in like three, four feet of water. You well, know, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's late, like oh, they're late all fall. Over. The muskies can be shallow, they, yeah, deep, deep, or somewhere in between. between. <laughs> yep, that, that's a great line. But I prefer uh, deep breaks yeah, where too. there's a sharp break where you can bounce that sucker along a hard bottom. Mm-hmm. I've always had great luck with the sharp. Yeah, and I've always liked a... to do different levels, you know, yeah. deep, yeah. middle, shallow. You know, I mean, trying different right. levels with right. those suckers. You know, here's the thing I was thinking. What do you think of this? What do you, you know, up good in, idea, in northern northern Wisconsin. Haven't heard it yet. I know yeah, it's a great yeah, idea. Great. No, I, I don't think so. Great I don't, idea. I don't think you'll agree with it. What? In northern Wisconsin, you can only use one line for trolling, right? Right. Right. Okay. Greg? In southern Wisconsin, though, okay. like on our area lakes around in Waukesha County, you can use three, right? Right. 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 Okay. Greg? Why right. can't we make it statewide one line for trolling? I'm just throwing it out there. Right. One line for trolling. Right. Right. Greg. <laughs> okay, Tom, we passed. Okay, okay that was it. Seven nine nine. Next subject. Yeah, seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number if you want to join in with this tomfoolery. 
Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Or if you just want to check out our website, you can go to ceoguys.com. Tom, I'm, I'm reading a yeah. uh, article. We're talking about this time of year, musky fishing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm reading an article about late season smallmouth fishing, cold water smallmouth fishing right now. And it's not talking about um, ice fishing. Right. So they're talking about a system where you're using uh, both live bait, a couple of live bait rods and a lure. <clears throat> live bait, they're talking about like a chub. They said a, a chub yeah. is, is a good bait. Looks like they're Yeah, four or five it, inches. Yep, setting it up on some Even type, six inches, yeah. On a, setting up with a Lindy no snag sinker and uh, dragging that along. Or otherwise called a Carolina rig. Yep. Carolina. Mm-hmm. Carolina. Uh, so the, the lures though, they're talking about casting. I'm wondering if you've used any of these. I just want to run them by you. Thanks. You're <laughs> you better use those. That's a cheetah glasses. Okay. Um, now of course I've used, here's the Rapala deep shadow wrap, which I've used to great effect up in, uh, Door County in the spring with Mark Horton. I use deep, deep cranks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's deep some crank. of them. They got a Berkeley cutter 110. A Dynamic Lures Travado DP. Are those all cranks? Cranks. So all basically cranks. a deep water crankbait. Strike They're King, deep. Strike King 5XD. Rapala DT16. <clears throat> Rapala DT10. I'm sure you've used some of those Rapalas, huh? Well, I, I look at it this way. They're crankbaits. They're what? deep deep running crankbaits. Well, let, so whatever brand you prefer. What? You know. Let me ask you, El Guapo, uh, what kind of crankbait do you like to use, though? Oh, I got a number of them. What's what's like the Tom secret? I the got, Tom Newbar secret lure system for I, it's deep no, waters. It's no no secret. I've I've got uh, Berkeley's cranks. I've got uh, some older Pose cranks. I've got a lot of uh, Bagley's cranks. You know, from years ago. Got a lot of those. So are you talking like the old uh, Berkeley Frenzy type? No. Well, yeah, like yeah, like the Frenzies and that. Uh, yeah, I've got a number of. Deep running cranks. I, I really, it, you know, from years ago, I enjoyed the Bagleys. I still have them, like the DB3s and that, you know. But any deep they do water have, crank. They, they do have the Bagley B, B2 here. Yeah, they B2. have that. They you have can, that pictured. In. You can go with even the bigger lipped one. Do you prefer <clears throat> the fat, like Bagley type crankbait profile or the long, narrow minnow bait, more like the Rapala? Well, I'll throw them both. I'll, let's put it this way. I'll. If I'm not catching them on one, I'll throw a different one. You know, I'll, I'll switch around a lot because it, it, it depends. You might be in an area where the fish just prefer the longer, narrower ones, you know. But I have used the chubs on uh, Lake Geneva, deep water in the fall. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have, yeah. How'd you do? Because they, they uh, We used... caught fish, yeah, we did. I went out with a fellow. I did a, we were doing a segment for Outdoor Wisconsin, and I went out with this one guy because, you know, he had done it. And I think we launched in Williams Bay. We did okay. it a couple times. We went out there, and we were in... I don't know, 25, 30 feet of water, and it was after turnover. Were you working you know? them long bottom then, basically? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, we had the Carolina. You know, you got the egg sinker that yep. it, the line can slip through, and, yeah, we were just dragging them on the bottom, and, uh, yeah, it how, works. How long of a lead would you have from the um, sinker to your chub then? A couple feet maybe? Yes, or 18 yes. Inches, yeah, a couple like... feet. If I remember correctly, yeah, it was a couple feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's about a foot and, and then, a half, two and feet. And then wh- how would you hook them? Would you just use like a single hook through the h- through nose, the nose, basically? Through the lips, yeah. Single, okay. single hook through the lips. And these were chubs that were 
four to six, and most of I'd say five to six inch chubs. Because you're trying to get big, and, and they big were, bass. Yeah, they were decent sized. They weren't. We didn't catch any monsters, but you know we had anywhere from two to four pounds. You know, in now, that range. Now, when the bass hits, do you immediately hit them then with those chubs? Because I've never used live bait. I've for always bass. used. A, I've always waited a few seconds. Same thing yeah. with the walleye. I always wait if I'm using live bait. Well, let's put it this way: if it's minnows, I'm using. I set the hook. Pretty, you know, within a few seconds. So you kind of open the bale, let them just take off just five, for a couple ten feet seconds. or what, a yeah, couple seconds, whatever. and then yeah. the lines go and wind down yeah, and set. Right, and and you do miss a few. Yeah, you know, you do miss a few. That, that that's gonna happen. And I'm guessing it doesn't take like a mighty hook set like guys do with the quick strike for muskies. Oh, I always you, give it a. I, oh yeah, I I hammer. Give them the I, I just used to hammering them. I want to throw them on the other side of the boat if okay. I can. But that's just, I'm used to doing that because of plastic worm fishing. You give it the good hard hook set, you know, so. What, would you just be using basically 10-pound mono then or something? Yeah. Because you're pretty 10, 12. Yeah, 10, 12. You, you were always pretty high in that 10-pound strength. Yeah, 10, so. 12 up in there. But it depends on, you know, where you, I mean, this was open water basically. And, There's no weeds around, so I didn't need any. And before heavier. we go to break here, last quick question. Pike, you must have got some pike because that's how they, Brian well, we gave, didn't. They used to target pike yeah. like that. We didn't catch any pike those couple times that we were out. Yeah, but we got bit off a few times. Okay, so <laughs> that was pike. So I'm kind of guessing what they were. Yeah, call it a hunch. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, we got to go to a quick quick break. We got uh, update sports update with Greg Janet coming up. So stay tuned for more, folks. You're listening to 105.7 FM, The Fan, and Sports Radio 1250 AM. Come here, I'm gonna eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, <laughs> okay, you guys are going to tease me about this one, I'm sure. We've all heard that ad about, you're not fat, you're just bloated, right? We've all heard that. But there is a way to get rid of some of that bloatedness through the foods that we eat. Now, I just heard this week, now I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going to start doing it this coming week, that sauerkraut is a probiotic that will put the good stuff in your you know, intestines and colon and that uh, to get rid of a lot of the bad stuff that's in there. Sauerkraut has certain types of enzymes in that that, that will reduce that bloating and uh, reduce the bad stuff that's in your system, in your gut for the gut report, right? So, you know, I'm going to try it this coming week, eating uh, more sauerkraut, because I don't, usually don't eat it a lot, but I'm going to start making sure that I eat some sauerkraut every day to make sure I get some of that good enzymes in my system to get rid of that bloatedness. So that's how you hopefully get rid of the bloating. Is, is by that eating. all it's been? Well, I think so. What do you think, Greg? We'll get rid of that bloatedness. We'll eat some sauerkraut. Yeah, Seriously. Good. No, I, I was reading a report on this that this will help us. Sauerkraut? You know why sauerkraut. you get rid of the bloating? Uh-huh. Because you're farting it. <laughs> yeah, oh, we'll, yeah, you're right. We'll be passing a little gas. Yeah. Well, that's all right. My wife will have to deal with I had that. a problem with that lately. Well, anyway, yeah, try the sauerkraut, and I'm going right to try it this week, and I'll let you know next week how that works, all right? This- all right. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. 
You can visit them at vmarchese.com and by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and 919 North Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. You know, you were, you were, Danny, you were talking about fall fishing, you know, like for bass. And, and, you know, deep running crankbaits are good. Jigging pig is good or jigging a craw tail, jigging plastic. But also the lipless crankbaits, uh, like a Bill Lewis rattle traps and that, those, those are also very good. The, one of the problems that bass anglers have here in our state is that we have a lot of pike and muskie roaming around. And they like eating that stuff, too. And that's why we get bit off a lot, you know. And that's why I won't buy one of those $15 or $20 crankbaits. I don't want to be losing those expensive baits. <laughs> what a surprise, huh? <laughs> but I also, you know, we were talking about baits, too, and those the the suspending uh, Rapalas or Smithwick lures, like yeah. the Rattle and Rogan. Yep. The suspending lures that, that yeah. will yeah. not float to the top. They'll get down yeah. in depth yeah. and they'll kind of yeah. hang there. Those are also really good in the fall, too. I got one of my biggest smallmouth on uh, uh, on a suspending uh, husky jerk. That's when you were up in uh, Sturgeon Bay. Yeah, boy, yeah. I can't wait to get up there again this spring. Oh man, I know hammering, that. hammering. That is a great couple place. hundred smallmouth bass. And now, now is that a shore fish? Can you fish right from that? Well, there are some people that fish from shore. Yeah. Yeah, there's people but when you come into the uh, marina. There's guys, some guys fishing. We're going out to some of these reefs and stuff. Yeah, and it's better. I out. Yeah. have a plan Uh-oh. for a reef to go to next year. Whoa, ho, 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 ho. are we gonna slam some fish? It's gonna be great. Ho, 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 You ever, you ever notice when uh, John Gillespie goes up with Dale Strohshine for the Smallies? Boy, they catch a lot of big bass up there, you know? They oh, really yeah, there's, do. There's some... That You know, the Sturgeon Bay is full of big bass, big walleyes, big muskie, big pike. It's got a lot of big stuff, but the one thing that's a detriment, it's big water. There's a lot of water to fish. That's true. But if you spend enough time up there, you, you kind of narrow that down well, and, and it, you it, find the spot. It's kind of like um, <clears throat> when I started on Lake of the Woods years ago in 99, first year I ventured out, learned some spots. Then I went in 2000, 2001. Two, you get better and better, the more, and it just becomes more like your backyard. You know, mm-hmm. it, the, it, the size shrinks. It shrinks yeah. in size the more you go out there and start right. learning it and tooling around. Then exactly. all of a sudden you're not quite as, it's not quite as daunting. Right. Hey, you know what we got coming up next? Huh, what? Went oh, there? we've got the Hornschwaggle. The Hornschwaggle is brought to you by Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. Answer two of three questions that Bushy will give you correctly and you will win a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's. But don't forget, Bucky's also processes uh, deer. So they can cut it up, grind it up, do whatever you want with it over at Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. So be a contestant. Call 799 1250. That's 414 799 1250. 
Be a contestant. Bush will ask you three questions. Just get two right, and you get this $10 gift certificate. Put your skills to the test, folks. We'll be right back with more of the Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back to, to the Midwestern, Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Coming to you from the Interstate Heating Studio, 799-1250. Call now to be a contestant, a lucky corn testant for the Hornswoggle segment. What can they win, Tom? A $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in Maguanago. It's, uh, it's worth the ride to go out there. They make all their own stuff, you know. They make all their all own, their own sausages and everything. Great stuff. Yeah, they got a lot of different. You know, if you go to Bucky'sMeats.com, you'll see all the different things that they make, and they're always coming up with new stuff too. Ten, ten bucks. Well, that'll get you some good hot sticks or that, something. That'll out get there. a get that'll you. get a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So, and all you got to do is just be be correct on two out of three outdoors related questions. So yeah. seven nine nine twelve fifty. Give yeah, us a call. we had a caller before you called up to uh, be a contestant, but Greg had to put him on hold because we were busy in the producing room in the back there, and uh, the person hung up, didn't want to wait. And we were busy producing? Yeah, we were produ- yeah, busy. But, I mean, I can understand if somebody didn't want to wait, you know. Uh, you know, you're sitting on hold, you know, and yeah. listening to commercials. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so all we need is somebody to play the horn. Either that, if nobody calls, I'm going to play the horn schwaggle. I'd like to win a $10 you're gift certificate. Squat, I would like to win. Greg, wouldn't you like to win a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's? I would. Yeah, me too. Get some of those jalapeno hot sticks. Oh, out yeah. of the goose. That's mm-hmm. what I made them out of last time. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess they can't legally sell that, but if you bring it into them, they can make it for you, right? Well, when they wrapped it, it said venison. It said venison. Yeah, because the they side. can't leave. Well, that's probably all their wrappings say that. Cause how many people bring in geese to have made into hot sticks, you know? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, how many people do that? You well, did that. You did that. Well, I and think everybody shoots great. geese. I mean, just yeah. the, your next door neighbor has eight geese yeah. that he just shot yesterday. But how many everybody. guys? How many guys think of that? Saying, "Oh, I got these geese here. I'm going to take them over only, to bookies." Only <laughs> super geniuses like myself, Tom. It's got it. That's got to like be Wiley it. Coyote. Yeah, I mean, super well, genius. All right. Well, we got somebody on the on the line right now, huh? Oh, here comes Greg. We have Tim from Milwaukee. Okay, Tim, how you doing today? Good morning. Bye. Good. Okay, so here you go. Um, I'll give. I'll make a statement, and if I'm pulling your leg, you just say hornswoggle. Uh, if it's uh, if I'm not pulling your leg, just say no hornswoggle. So here's the first one: elk. We've been talking. You've been hearing about elk in Wisconsin. In fact, the DNR has warnings out for knuckleheads saying make sure that the whitetail you're shooting at today is not an elk. Uh, but um, elk are not originally native to Wisconsin. Hornswoggle, 
or no, no horn. That's actually a hornswoggle because they were native uh, at one time. Okay, but that's okay. Here we go. Uh, skunks. I was out in my tree stand the other day, and right before I almost fell out and killed myself, I looked down, and there was the skunk. When a skunk raises his tail, he's happy to see you. <laughs> Uh, that's a horn Okay, good. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Okay. And with 50-mile-per-hour winds today, if a guy's making a 400-yard shot across a field, which is probably too far to shoot anyway, if you got a 40- or 50-mile-an-hour crosswind, it will affect your bullet's trajectory. Hornswoggle uh, or no uh, hornswoggle? No horn swaddle. No horn Okay, good. You're a winner, Tim. All All right, right. We'll put you on hold, and uh, we'll get the information. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get Tim's info and send him off that $10 gift certificate to Bucky's in McGuanago. All right. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, shooting that distance in the wind, uh, better take account for it. Well, pretty much, even if you got, let's say you got a flat shooting caliber, you know, a 270, 06, 243 shooting pretty fast, um, e- even a 10-mile-an-hour crosswind can have, you know, a couple-inch effect. Now, mm-hmm. if you take and extend that, you know, you extend that distance way the heck out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Now, like that 44 Magnum that I'm shooting, shoot that across for, which I would never do. No. <laughs> That's way too far. Man, yeah. that'll <laughs> blow that big old bullet 10 feet to the side. Yeah. I don't know how far, but <laughs> yeah, let me yeah. tell you, that when- big old thing is going to be... Because when you think about it, it's got a bigger mass that the mm-hmm. that their larger profile that the yep. wind can have an effect on. Plus, it's moving slower, so the wind is going to have a longer time to yep. affect its path. When I was younger, I had a Ruger forty four mag carbine. It's a it was a great gun for in the, for drives in mm-hmm. the woods mm-hmm. because it was short. Right, it could bust through a few branches. You know, right. right. But for distance shooting, no. Well, I've got my I've, I've got my 44 meg. Uh, I bought the Deerfield carbine, which okay. uh, man, I got a good deal. They 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 discontinued them at the end of 2006, hmm. and I was uh, I was gonna I was looking at a used one at the time at one of the dealers, and uh, it, they had one for like uh, 419 dollars or something. And I said, well, how much can I get a new one for? And the guy goes, and it had a scratch. He goes, oh, you can get a new one for like uh, 500 bucks. And I said, well, why would I get a used one if I can get the new one? I come back two months later. Yeah. Ruger had discontinued making them. You couldn't find one anywhere. So I went online and found one on Guns America, got it for 550 bucks, mm-hmm. paid 25 bucks to a dude who was a FF whatever dealer to get mm-hmm. it. And uh, a month later, they were going for over a thousand dollars, and they're still going over for a thousand dollars. So it's like yeah. your old Ruger, but it's got the clip. Okay. So instead of the tubular mag, it's got the rotary clip like the ten twenty two. I am I am upset that uh, I ever got rid of that gun. Well, they're still those are going for six seven hundred bucks. I know. Yeah. I'm I'm upset that I got rid that's, of that. Why would you get those? A great little. Uh, that's a, that was great, an awesome. Great little, little gun. rifle. Now I got mine sighted in. Uh, I've shot several deer with it. Um, and, uh, I, I, I've got her sighted in for a hundred yards, pretty accurate at a hundred yards, about three inch groups, which for that pumpkin slinger ain't mm-hmm, bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have one of those bullet drop scopes, you know, with a couple aiming points oh, below, sure, the, sure. below yeah. the reticle. Yeah. Is that what you call it? I Ret- don't. Reticle or reticle? I, I know I, how to spell it. I don't know. But 
<laughs> if I put the lowest one dead on, <laughs> I shot, I can hit it 200 yards. Really? Yeah, wow. I can hit it to 200 yards. Uh, at the, at least at McMiller at the range there. Yeah, because that's so, dropping a bit at it's, 200 Oh, it drops yards. like 18 inches. Yeah, it drops a bit. What? But if you got it sighted, you know, if you got that reticle but, or whatever but, it is. <laughs> but that would still be, you know, you really wouldn't want to be poking. That, that, no. Then I'll pull out the uh, – I've quit using the 306. I've been using the 243 the last couple of years. Yeah. And I got one one buck that was pushing 300 yards out. And, and uh, so wow. that 243, you shoot the uh, Hornady, the uh, Superformance, the SST bullet. Mm-hmm. They're like 200 feet per second faster mm-hmm. than the normal. And, uh, yeah, those do some, they do pretty well. They put the deer down. So I've gotten away from, I think a lot of us are over-calibered sometimes. Well, it's all about shot placement. It's all about well, hitting them in the boiler room, hit them in the right spot. Hit, get in the right spot, yeah. I mean, you can, you, you know, you, that's why most guides would say they would prefer to have a hunter who can shoot their 270 comfortably than a guy who's got a 300 mag that they're afraid of mm-hmm. and they're going to be flinching and so forth and not shooting accurately. Exactly. And a 300 mag through the guts isn't going to kill a deer any faster than a 243 through the guts necessarily because they're probably both going to run off because it's not a, a vital area. So not good. Exactly. Hey, week it's 7 o'clock. It's time for uh, Greg's update. And after the 7 o'clock update, I got a great story for you, deer hunting story about my son, Nick. Well, finally, John. Finally, yeah, the one he teased. Up to, was yeah. that like three weeks ago you told us you were going to tell us about the <laughs> no, story? No, no. I told never you this. Heard. Nobody in the world. Nobody in Wisconsin history. this morning at like 6, whatever, 40. So anyway, that we're going to tell you that when we come back right after another this. Tease. Uh, this Well, we got a, well, it's not another one. It's the same one. Yeah. yeah. Next thing he's going to want a yeah. dollar bill in his... <laughs> In yeah. His, in his G string. <laughs> in my thong. <laughs> we'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Uh, uh, coming Presented by Interstate Heating in uh, Sussex. I always want to say here in Sussex, but we're in Hills Corner. So, But anyway, we'll be right back with John, Dan, and Tom, and Greg with your update. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 